Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willi, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. And today we're going to start calling El Señor Rodnin, El Señor Producer, because he gives me a whole lot of things to put on the screen. And you know what? They're actually pretty darn good. Anyhow, folks, we are going to have a good screen. Uh, uh, good screen. No, we're not going to have a good screen. We're going to have a good show today. I'm looking at the screen and thinking we're going to have a good screen. Anyhow, let's get me get that up. I am I'm doing three things at once, so you know how that goes. And I think I got that one up. Okay, baby, we are here. Bueno, bonito y barato. Okay, let's get busy. Uh, Michael, uh, by the way, how was your weekend? I trust that everybody had a great weekend. I had a beautiful weekend. I had a Panamanian, what we call a fry fry, fried yuca, fried patacones, fried uh, salchicha, and fried. What was the other fried thing? Oh. Arina, what's known as Ojalda. Really, really good. You know, um, it was it was really good. And of course, El Señor, uh, after I was in the park doing all that filming, I told Bruce, hey, come over and have some fry fry. But you know, Bruce, I guess he was doing something else. So he threw me to the curb. He threw me to the curb. Anyhow, anyhow, folks, we are going to have a good one for you today. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Michael Rudden says... Boston Globe, we could save 27,000 lives in seven steps if all states had Massachusetts gun control laws. We could enact Massachusetts gun laws nationwide, require renewable local licenses for gun ownership, mental health laws to prevent suicides using guns, and safety features to new guns, regulate gun dealers, including private retailers. I mean, we should do all these things. You guys can finish reading. The, well, let me see. These seven steps are great. And all but missing one, the leading pre indicators for gun violence are domestic violence and animal cruelty. Anyone credibly accused of domestic violence or animal cruelty should be should have their guns temporarily removed permanently upon conviction. Seems like common sense to me. I agree. Second one from Common Dreams. And he had some stuff he wanted me to put on the screen. And you know what I'll do? I'm going to oblige because I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And let's see. There's the first one for the screen. All right. No one's having fun. Surveys show soaring U.S. economic pessimism. An overwhelming share of Americans aren't confident their children's lives will be better than their own. A pair of polls published Friday revealed that the rising cost of living is causing financial strain for most Americans, especially people with lower incomes. And that pessimism about the state and future of the country economy is pervasive and spreading on Wall Street Journal Center for Public Affairs Research poll found that 80 percent of 10, 19 2019 respondents, 80, what, what percent? Wow. Said the nation's economy is in poor or not so good condition. I, I, that, we spoke about that today at KPFT. Asked about the future of the economy, 47% of those polls said they believe it will be worse in a year, while 15% said they think it'll improve. 38% of the respondents said the economy will be about where it is today. The pessimistic economic outlook can be summed up in one survey equation. Asked if they felt confident that life for their children generation will be better than it is for us. Only 21% of respondents affirmative and answered affirmatively, the Hill noted that 42% of people who took a similar survey in 2001 said they didn't think their children would enjoy better lives than theirs. They, today, they, today, that figure soared to 78%. Other survey findings include 92% said the rising cost of living is creating some degree of financial strain in your lives or will cause problems if prices keep rising. 52% said it would have difficulty finding jobs. 
and more. Does this really uh, seem like a surprise? Nope. Maybe only to those in D.C. and gated communities, higher cost of living, stagnant wages, lack of health care, lack of benefit career paths. That's what Midian Williamson will speak about today. Finish reading that article. Great Common Dreams article provided by Michael Rudden. Last article says, and let me put that other thing on the screen. You guys should see it now. That is the firearms deaths we talked about or that he talked about. And uh, let's see. Common Dreams. Break up big ag. I'm covering that one, so I'm not going to read that one. I covered that 718% increase in profits that they have. So we'll take care of that anyway. So anyhow, welcome aboard, AVQ. Welcome aboard, Michael Rudnan, Melanie Keelan. Everybody's okay, Melanie. And thank you for being there at Ask Egberto Anything. Paul Fleming Sr. Paul, we have never seen you at one of the Ask Egberto Anything. I'd love to see you there sometime, my brother. Uh, Melanie Keelan says, we had a great Ask Egberto on Saturday. And Lee Grant, we missed you, Lee, last time you were there. How you doing, Lee Grant? Let's see who else we got here. Para ver, para ver. Bridge MCP is in the house. Welcome, my beautiful Bridge. Ha, ah, yeah, Egberto, I'm back to form. I can see, Rodnan, you are definitely back to form. Uh, we also have AVQ. Didn't show you comments on FB just here. Ah, para ver, para ver. And Bruce is in the house. Bruce, we missed you. I told them you were coming and you didn't show, but that's okay. My heart's been broken before when my good friend says I'm not going to show up. Actually, you know, Luke came over to discuss some some um, some stuff that we're some Panamanian stuff that we're doing um, that he's running pretty much. And, uh, you know, you may, you may have been bored when we got into those discussions. But other than that, you'd have had some good fried Fried bread, fried yucca, fried patacones, and all that good stuff would have been great. Yvette Avery Herod is in the house, and she said, good afternoon, PDR Posse. Great to see you. Always wonderful when you're with us, Yvette. Eric Hayes is in the house. Eric Hayes made my day uh, at, at Ask Egberto Anything. I know there's a reason why I love the guy, you know, and it still touched me when he said, you know what? Uh, don't tolerate anything out of uh, any changes out of KPFT if it's not conducive to your to to what you want to do. You go ahead and do it. Just you just get the hell out of there. Which is pretty much kind of where I'm going to be if I you know I'm, this is not an ultimatum I give anybody. I'm just saying if we can't work out something that is a, it, that is good for both of us, why stay? So you're right about that, brother. Eric Hayes, you know, it's always good that somebody else comes out and says the same, which is what I was going to do, my dear brother. But, you know, that you saw it without me saying it. Thank you. Uh, more economic policy disaster stories uh, created by our great leadership we have. And I say that loosely. How is that rescue plan coming? Saudi Arabia, whose relationship with the United States has taken a nosedive during President Biden's tenure, announced on Sunday it would lead members of the Organization of Petroleum Countries, including Russia, to cut over a billion dollars, a billion barrels of output. They're doing that because there's an oil glut. I've been singing this song for a long time. All you guys have been talking about drill, baby, drill, baby, drill, baby, drill. And what I've been telling you guys is it's not about drilling, baby, drilling, baby, drill. We have a glut of oil. They're hiding quite a bit of stuff from all of us. Oil prices soared 7.5% at this week's opening. Yes, I saw that. These guys are thugs. Why do you blame the administration instead of putting the blame where it belongs? The profit margin tells you the answer. Why is it so hard to understand that, Brother Hayes? Come on. AVQ says, Bridge, should I repost it commentary? Bruce Pollard says, Moms demand action against gun violence meeting at Kingwood Library at 6.30 tonight. Wow. Um, right here on, on Lake Houston, I imagine. 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it though, Bruce, but I'll see. Eric K says more financial hurt is coming. Oil prices will go north only if we allow it to go north. Uh, Bridge MCP says better late than never. And you're absolutely right. Daniel Ledosek, Berto, can you expound on what the coming uh, end of the U.S. petrodollar will mean to MMT and Americans? Now, now that's a very good question, uh, Ledo. If the end, if we have the end of the United States dollar as a standard, MMT becomes a different story if we are not a real, real sovereign currency. So at least you're kind of understanding stuff that we preach here, Daniel Ledo. I'm glad to hear that. Saludos a usted. I'm going to have to hurry and go through this because I have to play Marion Williams in a little bit. Daniel Ledo, the petrodollars will come to an end long before we run out of oil. Renewables are our future. And he's right. Uh, what else we got here? Egberto thought your noon show was dead. Uh, no, 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 not, not, I haven't done any of that. Norman Reynolds is in the house. How is my big brother doing? Great to see you, Norman. Uh, Egberto snapped those fingers with power. There you go. I agree with Eric. All right, let's see what else we got. Bridge. Michael says, Egberto, an early morning show would probably be bad for your health. Hope you're not still considering that morning rush hour show. I am not, sir. I am not. I promise you I'm not. I, if I get an, if, if they go ahead with that eight hour, half hour show, it would be uh, podcasted. So, and I would only go in for the Monday show. If they, if they, st- if they decide to accept that, um, that's fine. Otherwise, again, like I said, I will be here full time. Uh, Bruce Pollard says 30 people expected to attend. I can send photos. That would be great if you can send photos. I'd love that. And then give me a little write up or you can do the write up for EgbertoWillis.com, Bruce. You have access, full access to that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Okay, let's go ahead and play Marianne Williamson and then we'll be right back. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Today, I'm honored to be with uh, Miss, Mrs. Marianne Williamson. She's an American author, spiritual leader, and political activist. She has written 14 books, including four New York Times number one bestsellers. She is the founder of Project Angel Food, a volunteer food delivery program that serves homebound people with HIV, AIDS, and other life-threatening illnesses. She is also the co-founder of Peace Alliance, a nonprofit education and advocacy organization supporting peace building projects. She has frequently appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show. Williamson ran for the presidency in 2020. And it seems again like Miss Marion Williamson will be not will be, but is running again for the presidency of the United States. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Marianne Williamson, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you. And thank you for having me back. Well, you know, um, I found it interesting. And let me tell you what, why I wanted to get you on today. There's a tweet that came over my thread and it said, this dude will be treated as serious by press, but not Marianne Williamson, who is already polling higher than he ever will. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Asa Hutchinson, who just jumped into the race to be the president of the United States on the Republican side. And evidently, the entire establishment and media have gone crazy. This is going to be likely the Trump killer. And we have Marianne Williamson now polling at over 10 percent. People might not understand what that means. Talk to me. 
Well, Asa Hutchinson, as you said, he's part of the political class. He's been, I think, wasn't he governor and senator from Arkansas? Arkansas. Yeah. And uh, he's a more moderate, I I believe, a Republican. And so, of course, it would be part of the scuttlebutt and it would get attention. Um, What Crystal Ball, who wrote that tweet, is referring to, of course, is the fact that I, on the Democratic side, am primarying the president or whoever else will run. He hasn't announced yet. And as you said, I'm polling at 10 percent. So under normal circumstances, and there has been a lot of attention given to this, but there is still um, the the narrative coming from some quarters of the Democratic establishment is that we should ignore Miriam Williamson because we have already decided that our candidate will be Joe Biden and that everybody else should clear the field. Uh, in order to make a stronger case in front of the uh, against the Republicans in 2024. Obviously, I disagree with that or I wouldn't be running. My belief is that um, I am the best candidate to run against the Republicans in 2024 because I am not part of that political club. You know, it's almost like high school or something. Um, The narrative then is that I'm unqualified. But what they see as qualified is someone who is so entrenched within that system that they know how to perpetuate it. My qualification is that I could help disrupt it. So there is a sense that if somebody's not one of them or coming from what they see as the qualified group, that we should just ignore it. And that's what she's talking about there. Now, my position is, first of all, this is a democracy and it should be the the voters who decide uh, who will be the candidate in the general election, not men you know, sitting around a table smoking cigars as though it was 100 years ago. Um, in addition to that, though, I find it very interesting what the Constitution actually says. The Constitution says that in order to run for president, you have to have been born here. You have to have lived here for 14 years and you have to be 35 years old or older. Now, I think it's so interesting here because if the founders had wanted to say you had to have been a governor, you had to have been a senator, you had to have been a congressman, you have to have been a lawyer, they would have. And I think it's very significant that they did not. They were saying that every generation gets to determine for itself what skill sets in a leader they feel are most required to answer the challenges of a particular time in our history. And um, I submit to voters that someone being so entrenched in that system is not necessarily what we should consider qualification for cutting the cord with a clearly dysfunctional uh, era of our history and giving birth to another one. Why would we look to that system at this point to disrupt itself? It won't. It's time for the people to step in. Ms. Williamson, let me just uh, say something. While uh, as a as a host, I can't take certain uh, positions and candidates, etc. It behooves me on something specific here. Uh, you alluded to the point that you had to be of a certain class. And if the founders had wanted to be uh, wanted it to be a former congressperson or former governor or whatever, that somehow they would make that clear. But the fact that the establishment has reacted to a Donald Trump, who it was neither of any of that, who's been proven to not even support the military, to have someone who has shown complete disregard for the laws of the country. And he still gets the notion of uh, that he could possibly be president again. 
he gets the notion that uh, just, you know, like what he says has any value. You have written several books. You have done quite a bit of studies. Why is it that a guy as inept as Donald Trump gets coverage and someone like you who is more red and has done more things uh, philanthropically for people don't? Well, if you look back to 2016, um, at the very beginning of that race, Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders were getting roughly the same amount of people at their at their uh, rallies. The press thought it was funny. Les Moonves, who was head of CBS at that time, said uh, bad for America, but good for CBS. They knew that it would that coverage of Donald Trump would uh, get them. You know, people found it. You know, this was the man who'd been on that television show. Uh, was it The Apprentice that he was on? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. and then also at that time, the Democrats, uh, theoretically, what we heard, Hillary Clinton, et cetera, thought it was good for them for it to beat Donald Trump because they could they could beat him more easily. Obviously, they were mistaken. So the press went along with it. And because it was a profit driven venture for them and they thought that would get more more viewers. Now, another interesting thing there is that. The Republican voters don't have the codependent relationship with the RNC that Democrats have with the DNC. So remember, the Republican establishment did not want Donald Trump in 2016. And their message to their voters was, you can you can vote for Jeb Bush, you can vote for Marco Rubio, you can vote for John Kasich or whatever. And the Republican voters said, no, we want Trump. On the Democratic side, there is this codependency. There is this strange lack of independent thought, it seems to me, among Democratic voters where the DNC says we're going with Biden. So all of these other politicians just line up. We're going with Biden. It's just so strange. It's um, and then this idea that anyone who would dare to primary him, you know, I grew up at a time when Eugene McCarthy primaried Lyndon Johnson, Bobby Kennedy primaried Lyndon Johnson. Nobody suggested that it was weird. Um, Well, Kennedy primaried Carter, didn't he? Well, but see, this is interesting because the Democratic Party elite, establishment elite argue, yes, but every time an incumbent Democratic uh, president is primaried, he loses, almost as though Teddy Kennedy lost the election. Ronald Reagan defeated Carter, not Teddy Kennedy. Right. So, you know, I I, I believe in my experience being with voters is that the voters aren't thinking about those games. The voters are thinking about how could I get health care? How could I send my kids to college? That's where that's how uh, can I get a living wage. Uh, exactly. what, that's what voters care about. They, you know, those games don't interest. And also the voters hear me when I say. You want to think real hard about whether or not the kids, for instance, are, are the young people of America going to show up uh, to go to battle for Joe Biden in the general election after he just approved the Willow Project? And they're already feeling so passionately the pain of insecurity regarding the survivability of the planet in 100 years. Um, I, I would argue that it's illogical to just assume that uh, Joe Biden could beat the Republican in 24 because he beat him in 20. I'm grateful to the president. I think anyone on the in the you know Democratic side is grateful to the president for defeating um, uh, defeating. Trump. Trump. But this is going to be a different year. And I think this year we have to match the intensity and match the um, 
the energy uh, that they're going to be throwing at us. And I believe that's what I bring to the table. I think you're, you're, you know, uh, you're absolutely right with respect to uh, the, the energy has to be brought uh, in 2024. And I think we are dreaming to believe that, uh, first of all, that it's absolutely going to be Donald Trump. And if the truth of the matter is, if it's not Donald Trump, I think the Democratic Party, the Democrats are going to be in trouble. Because I think when you talk about energy, etc., and the youth and bringing somebody else that has a picture, it, that does have some say. Moreover, you spoke about the different policies specifically that most Americans want that many are running to the center today. If you take a look at what they're doing today, they're running to a mythical center where right. the American people are it is not. A mythical center. You are so right. It is mythical. And therefore, it is delusional to think that's where you should be walking. The Democratic Party elite almost seem intent on shrinking their base. Exactly. Turning that, that, their back, they're turning their back on the people who should be like like the youth uh, and the progressive youth. Uh, youth, democratic youth, tend to be more progressive, and they're being treated like unruly children who need to sit down and just do what the grown-ups tell them. And the narrative is suggesting that these grown-ups—that's another myth—they've uh, got this. They don't got this. Well, and. They haven't had it in quite a while. I mean, uh, the truth of the matter, let, let, let's be real. I, I, I love that that uh, Biden defeated uh, Trump, but Biden defeated Trump by less electoral, well, less votes in electoral important state than Hillary did. Yes, Hillary won by three popular votes and, and, and uh, uh, Biden won by seven million popular vote, but Biden won the electoral states by only 40,000 votes while Clinton by 70,000 votes. And that number should scare every single Democrat who doesn't want to ensure that going forward, we have the policies that people really want. It's so extraordinary because like I said, it's just this lining up uh, with what the DNC uh, has to say, even though if you look at poll after poll after poll, the American people want today what they indicated that they wanted uh, at the at the end of World War Two. They want universal health care. They want tuition free college uh, and tech schools. They want free child care. They want paternity and maternity leave. They want guaranteed sick pay and they want a guaranteed livable wage. And this is what's different now, I think, having run in 2020. The American people have woken up. The American people get it. The American people are now like, what the hell? Why is it that the citizens of every other advanced democracy have those things? But we don't. So there's always been this Oh, it's very complicated. And I pe think people are understanding, no, it's actually not complicated so much as it's corrupt. Uh, the only reason we don't have universal health care is because of profits for the insurance companies. And the reason we have Americans rationing, rationing their, their insulin, the reason we have 18 million Americans who can't afford to pay for the prescriptions that their doctors give them, the only reason we have 68,000 people who are um, dying every year from lack of health care, 85 million people who are uninsured or underinsured, is because of profits for the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies. We don't have common sense gun laws because of the profits for gun manufacturers. We have so many carcinogens in our food because of profits for, for 
um, big food, big agriculture, big chemical companies. We don't have a clean energy grid yet because of profits for big oil. And we have foreign policy, which is far too dominated by profit making of defense contractors. Let me tell you something. This secret is out. Yes. I think that what I just said is the big truth that is the only thing powerful enough to defeat the big lies that are going to be coming from the Republicans in 2020. Absolutely, Marianne. When we talk about uh, insurance, health insurance, and I want you to touch on this before we end, because I want the older, generally speaking, our older voters are kind of the ones that believe they want to be more centered not realizing that center does not solve their problems. Let's give an example here. Uh, Medicare was something everybody could count on. They could count on having the independence of going to their own doctor, et cetera. Medicare advantage is just the privatization of Medicare. Uh, what would you do? Would you ensure if, if you were to become the candidate to start supporting the policies that we're talking about to end all this attempt at the privatization of care for the elderly, et cetera? First of all, we have half of our uh, elderly population living on $25,000 or less a year. And one of the reasons why uh, the financial burden is so hard on our elderly people is because of health care costs, even with Medicare. Because remember, the the uh, the the crisis is not just lack of insurance. It's under insurance. Exactly. Right? Right. So, you know, I I was talking to a doctor one day who said I used to give people a prescription and I used to talk about a, a treatment that they needed. The question used to be, uh, what are the side effects? The question now is, what will it cost? Yes. And that includes people on Medicare, because then you have to Medicare Advantage, Medicare Advantage A, Medicare Advantage B. And it just wears people down. This is why we need to get rid of all of that. We need a universal health care system. Medicare, we know how to work Medicare. It becomes a Medicare for all. And it's not nearly as complicated as they say. This is not a government run a run situation. It's government funded. This is pro-business, by the way. This will help businesses to just get that off the table so it's not even something that they have to think about. Okay, now thinking from the political strategy right now, um, we all if we want to be honest, there there is a lot that's getting that likely as as you bump up into the polls. Uh, there's a lot of things that will likely need uh, that fast response team. Have you already started to gather your fast response team to cover some of those issues? Both of us know will be uh, it will be the the initial phase of attack on. Well, you. they've already started. You know they. You know they've 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 already done it. They they've there have been three pretty big gap hits. They've uh, you know I know how they treated me when I was a mere inconvenience last time. So. Uh, yeah, they've already started. So give me an example of the of the fast response that I'll need. And I'll see if I can can do it with you here. Oh, no, no, I don't. I, we're not going to go there. I just okay. want to make sure that you are ready for uh, the, to have a fast response team, because in these political times and the speed at which social media moves, it's going to be something that has to get done. Well, you know, the problem with uh, with that is the real question, the real challenge becomes when to respond at all. Right. Because sometimes when you respond, you appear defensive or you you actually are bolstering the very the attention. You know, you're actually giving attention to the attack. Uh, I believe for the most part, I mean, some of it's just lies. And I and I and I try to explain that. But sometimes I think. The best you can do is 
be who you are and say what you believe. And people, I believe that that's what people really want. Um, in the meantime, yeah, you try to respond. I know when, when the president's press secretary said something about me, I made a video, but I can't make a video about every attack or then it just becomes, it looks like I'm whining Oh, how they treated me. So it's real difficult. to. Well, I, I, I don't think it's for, I, I, I tell you the same thing I've told other democratic candidates in my humble opinion. I don't think it's about you uh, responding, but it's about leaving nothing unanswered. It doesn't have to be Marion Williamson, or it doesn't have to be whomever else runs for the democratic ticket. It's just that, that, Democrats have a tendency to leave things unanswered and everything I think should be answered. Well, it's a problem though, because it's, it's back to like, when was the last time you beat your wife? <laughs> you know, it's like, but I didn't beat my wife. You but know, you know, like, you know, let me tell you how someone I didn't mock a fat person. That was so, so let fat. me tell you how I use those things. And I have suggested to other candidates to use. Okay, please do. Let me give an example here in Texas. We don't have uh, the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, which means that over 2000 Texans die every every day. So when when somebody uh, attacks a Democratic candidate that says you are soft on crime, uh, the answer is you have put guns in the people's hands and you have put a logical gun in the people's head as you've denied them coverage and caused the implicit murder of our citizens. In other words, I, I always turn That's an good. attack right around to show that what they are doing is pretty much projection on what actually occurred. Well, I'd love your help when they start coming after me. I, I mean, I think that was a brilliant pivot. What you well, just I mean, said. It, it's the, the truth about it, uh, Marianne, is that it is reality. You know, it's it's not they may come with a lie, but you respond to the lie with a reality, a real state. Republicans in Texas are, oh. in fact, killing Texans. Yeah, it's like when people say I'm anti-science. Well, I think the anti-science person is uh, the president who has approved of the Willow Project, even though scientists, scientists, scientists have said that if we continue to um, extract oil from the ground the way we have been, uh, that this planet could become uninhabitable. So who's anti-science here? Also, the issue of who takes illness. Uh, people say you don't take illness seriously. Who is it that doesn't take illness seriously? Me, who's standing for uh Medicare for all universal health care or the president who said that he would veto a Medicare for all bill if it came to his desk. And, and those are the arguments one would make. Those are the arguments one would make in, in, in response to when, whenever folks come, especially when it's against a policy, a humane policy that makes right. lives better for the vast majority of American citizens. Well, uh, Ms. Williamson, in closing, why don't you give me a closer? Let my audience know um, why it is that they must uh, give you a serious thoughts when they're so scared that if they get anyone other than Biden, it's death of the, uh, the, democ the American democracy. Well. I do understand that we all want the authoritarian neo-fascist threat that is at our door, indisputably. Uh, all of us who recognize that take very seriously how important it is that the Democrat win, that the Republican candidate, if it is one of those candidates, does not win in 2024. There is no doubt about that. Um, we're grateful. I'm certainly grateful. I know most of us are uh, for, to the president for defeating Donald Trump in 2020. But 2024 will be a very different year. 
And there's going to be a wave of energy coming at us in 2024. And what we must do is meet that energy. And they're going to be coming at us with big lies. And the only way to defeat that is with big truths. Now, the president is planning to make his slogan, his message, that the economy is doing well. But that is contrary to the visceral experience of the majority of Americans. The economy is only doing well for 20% of Americans. For 80% of Americans, life is a continuous and chronic economic struggle. So to say that the economy is doing well is, is not the message it is going to win in 2024. The message it's going to win in 2024 is not one in which the Democrats are offering to help you survive an unjust system. The message is going to win in 2024 is one in which we say we're going to end the unjust system. We're going to do more than have some incremental changes here that might make it a little bit better here or there. The answer, the winning message for 2024 is that we need to make a complete economic U-turn. Because over the last 48 years, $50 trillion, there has been a massive transfer of wealth in the shape of $50 trillion that has gone from the bottom 90% of Americans to the top 1%. The average American worker has been squeezed and has been exploited by a trickle down economic mindset, which while it began with the Republicans, we should face the fact no Democrats stopped it. And it is time for us to end that chapter of American history. It is time for a season of repair because of all the tremendous damage that this has done. It has done damage to people's bodies. When I was growing up, Blue Cross Blue Shield was a nonprofit. It has done damage to people's ability to get educated. Until the 1960s, there was tuition-free college in this country. It has left people falling apart on the inside and on the outside. In the richest country in the world, there is no reason for the average American to live with chronic economic struggle. So the answer to win in 2024 is not to somehow gaslight people so they feel it's not as bad as it is. The way to win in 2024 is to admit that it's as bad as it is and to commit to the complete, not just alleviation of stress, but a complete economic turnaround in the form of universal health care, in the form of tuition-free college and tech schools, in the form of free childcare, in the form of uh, pay, paid leave, family leave and sick pay and a guaranteed livable wage. That is what I'm standing for. That is the big truth. The big truth is that things are not okay. So the politicians on the Democrats are going to say, well, basically they're okay. They're not okay. And they can be okay, but not until we face the fact that, uh, The majority of American people suffer and suffer unnecessarily chronic hardship economically. It is only because of this unjust rigged economy in the United States. And the president we need is someone who will call that, who will name it and who will do everything possible to change it. Midian Williamson, presidential candidate, Democrat 2024. Thank you so kindly for this uh, this on your fly interview uh, this afternoon. Well, it was lovely being with you. People can learn more by going to Marianne 2024. And uh, you said before, you know, why must people vote for me? Obviously, people don't have to vote for me. I wouldn't even say should vote for me. I would say, however, that I'm deeply honored if people will give me a listen, will look up, will 
if you feel that this is an agenda that needs to be submitted and that uh, the Democratic or independent voters should have a chance to vote for with which to face the Republicans in 2024, I hope you will go to Mary in 2024. Do what you can support. And uh, let's continue with this thing. Uh, and have a season of repair and a new beginning in the United States. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Marianne Williamson. Always nice to see you. Thank you. Wow, you guys were loaded with questions. Anyway, um, I, you know, that was sort of an on-the-fly interview on Sunday. I got this tweet from Crystal Ball. You know Crystal Ball from uh, MSNBC. Uh, she had this tweet about Asa, and I just, you know, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, true. Let me go ahead and call her. And, uh, you know, she, w- she wasn't available right away, but we got a chance to talk. And said we could do the interview that uh, that evening. So that's what we did. Anyhow, folks, my God, you guys have a lot of uh, of, of 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 little great comments. Uh, Bruce says thirty people were expected to attend Mothers Against uh, Guns. I, I'll I'll probably take the pictures from you, sir. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's see, Egberto. If currency goes south, what happens to sovereignty? Look, that's all of that is good thing. I like what uh, what Daniel says. Lithium dollar. I kind of like the lithium dollar thing. You know, we have a lot of lithium here in the United States that nobody talks about, right? We can mine it here in the United States. If we can do it environmentally safe, that is. All right. What else we got here? Uh, para ver, hostility. I'm going to skip. I have to skip quite a few of them, guys. If Democratic, this is Rudden. If them, oh, let me first read um, uh, from E2247, my good friend. He says, uh, she is also not going to stand up for progressive values. I don't know if I agree with you right there, my brother, E2247. She's a vanity campaigner and nothing more. Um, I've, I've spoken to her several times below, and I don't know any politician is who isn't a vanity campaigner or any politician isn't. Again, I think the, I think if you take a look at what Trump has done, well, I'm not going to go there. Let me just say that. I am glad that she is in the race bringing up these very progressive issues and will force all all who run to have to discuss these things because these things are not just for uh, democratic citizens. It's for all citizens. Um, and, and it polls at 70, 80 percent, these things that she's talking about. All right. If the Democratic primary focused exclusively on the issues that matter, Marianne Williamson would be the leading contender right now. What's the difference? Mainstream media propaganda and hit pieces. They want to make sure these progressive ideas aren't heard. That's the issue. Uh, Daniel says, I don't think Egberto or his disciples are worried about the U.S. ended dollar ending dominance. Perhaps they don't understand what that means in terms of their personal economies. I know quite well what U.S. dollar dominance right now would be catastrophic for the American economy. I repeat, the U.S. losing uh, its status as a dominant uh, would, would, you, would be catastrophic for several reasons. Because we chose not to tax based on what we spend, we borrow. And we don't ever borrow to really pay back. I, I, I wish more Americans understood that. We didn't borrow money to eventually get our debt paid off. We uh, borrowed as, a, as an economic scheme, okay? Now, if we continue to run deficits and the dollar was no longer the must-have money, 
then trying to get money from the outside to finance our debt would come at a very high price. And Eric is not Eric, but Ledo is correct that at that point, things like MMT and that sort of stuff really doesn't really work if we have the same economic construct around the world. Okay, which is a Western money based construct. So um, if we lost dominance, put it this way, we're up the creek. I understand that. All right, let's continue here. Um, Lee Grant says Biden tool Ketanji Brown Jackson snarked out about Williamson and crystal balls. Yeah, they do. Uh, what else we got here? Para ver, para ver. Macaroni says, figure now might be a good time to have Marianne Williamson Twitter page in your background while you're listening. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't quite do that, but uh, here is her page as you asked. Uh, if you need to find her, her page, that is what it looks like. Uh, what else have we got here? Michael Cisak says, Daniel Lado, maybe they should look up what happened to the British pound when it lost the world currency standard, right? The British pound lost some of its standard, but the British pound has always been or was before the, the before the what is the European Union's money? The euro. All right. E2247 says Marianne will only split voters into factions like Jill Stein. We don't need her to help us in that way. I can I can guarantee you. That if there becomes a time for her to drop out for the uh, for the better good, she would. If there's a chance for her to win for the better good, she would as well. So, no, um, I don't think any Democrat running against Biden is there to create uh, to, to make sure that a Democrat doesn't win. And I think if you notice how she chose her words. Uh, that becomes very evident by how she chose her words and how she could have chosen her words relative to, to Biden. She didn't do a lot of things that I was wondering if she would do when she went ahead in the Democratic realm. She didn't do that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Daniela Doe, maybe they should. Mike Cizek said, Daniela, maybe they should look up what I, I read that one already. Uh, does Marianne have some money to put up in her campaign? Yes, I think she's uh, she's fairly wealthy. Uh, let's see. If Williamson was well-read, she wouldn't be a socialist. I usually said if... This is what I... I, I would change that comment to you, CSAC. If those who follow capitalists were well-read, they would be socialists. And let me explain real quickly. Capitalists makes money on you with you having no recourse. You sign a contract for something and then it's done. I don't want to get into it any further, but just remember, but capitalism believes in the efficient allocation of resources that never really occurs. And moreover, what it really does is it makes money on top of you. Remember one of the biggest phrases, I make my money work for me. Analyze what that really means. Money can't do a darn thing for you. The only way money works for you is if somebody else is doing the work for you. Remember that always. All right. Marianne and Yang can only run ridiculous campaigns to elevate her brand, sell books. Actually, E2247, my good friend, her book sells very well. I don't know that a presidential candidate, I don't know what it does for her books, whether it increases sales or decreases sales because 
a lot of Democrats will be upset with her for running. So I don't know what that does to some sales, what it does to other sales. Okay. Bridge MCP. That's a problem. You have to become rich to run. Yep. 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 AVQ to E2247. Just remember that the 2016 campaign, there were more Democratic voters who voted Trump and more Republican voters who voted Clinton than those who voted Green or Libertarian combined. Sadly, third party presidential runs don't have a chance with our current first past the post system. I agree. Uh, okay, we also have Norman Reynolds says if Marlene runs and gets coverage, the Democratic base will get an opportunity to select her or not. After the primaries, I expect she and Biden is, uh, is, uh, would support the winning candidate. Of course they would. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Egberto didn't say she was well read. He just said she was read. <laughs> Oh, my dear Lado. Uh, let's see. Eric Hayes says, how about the New York mayor threatens people being orderly and responsible tomorrow for boogeyman arraignment? It's not a boogeyman arraignment. The guy's a criminal. He's a deadbeat criminal. Publicly financed campaigns. No packs shortened ascension to four sixteen weeks. Ballot with uh, with ranking choice. Shortened season. Come on. four sixteen weeks. That's over two. That's four years. Over four, what is that? 52 times four is, no, I don't think you mean weeks or you mean days, right? And I hope you mean a lot less days than that. All right, let's see what else we got here. I'm scrolling down. I got another video to show. So um, Tom sees in the house. Tom, we missed you at Ask Egberto Anything, but we know that you were you had other things that you had to get done that day. Uh, good points about improving our democracy with fair and free elections from Tom C., all right, I'm scrolling down. Bridge MCP says New York officials plan to close key streets in lower Manhattan as security measures when President Trump appears in court on Tuesday to be arraigned, said a person familiar. Several streets surrounding the Manhattan courthouse, including Center Street and Back Street, are expected to be closed for traffic. I don't know New York, so it doesn't mean much to me. All right, E2247 says, Egberto, I think you're in a real mistake giving up uh, time to her instead of Colonel West. Noam Shamsky. And Chris Hedges, by the way, I did try to get Chris Hedges, but I have an issue with Chris Hedges right now. Uh, Noam Chansky, I can't say what I want to say uh, on air. Cornell West, I'll try to get Cornell. I'll definitely try to get Cornell West. Uh, Sarah Kenzor, uh, Sarah Kenzor, I got to get my memory banks fixed for Sarah um, E2247. But again, look, if you guys want to see somebody, you tell me I try to get them. If they come excellent, I get them. All right, let's continue. Wow, it's a lot of messages here. Um, Norman says the economic turnaround that Marianne is asking for is not in the hands of the president. But if she, if, if somebody like her became president, it meant that we really got progressive and the likely house would look quite a bit different. Roberto Lewis está en, aquí, dice, saludos mi gente, politics done right. Roberta came over to discuss some issues with a new Panamanian thing that, that, that he's planning for downtown, all over Houston, actually. I won't spill the beans, but in the process, we made ourselves some oalda, fritura, patacones, y todo eso. Teníamos esa comida panameña, pero perfecto, right, Roberto? All right. Uh, Mike Cisak thinks she's in fantasy land. I don't think she's in fantasy land. We were taught to believe that the things that we have earned is really fantasy land. But we'll keep, we'll keep talking about that, Mike Cisak. I'm glad you're here. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant says, it's bad as it is, Williamson campaign slogan. 
Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. I didn't look for the slogan. Daniel Larosa, the Democrat Party will never allow a we effed up and Biden has been lying to you message. Marianne is toast. That's not what Marianne is saying at all. All right. Uh, Michael Rodney says, Marianne Williamson, thank you for your interview here. And let's see what else we have para ver. Uh, E2247, when Marianne gets endorsed by Keith Olbermann, then I take her seriously. Okay, let me call Keith and see if I can get him on too. Used to have Keith stuff when he was going out with Tu Sabe Quien. All right, Bridge MCP says she is fresh and on the money, but I feel she won't make it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, again, I am I'm not taking positions on this. I can't take positions on this right now. All right, let's see what else we got. Michael Rones says, after the live stream, please check out Marianne Willerson Twitter page. Look at the issues you care about and move on. Uh, Keith Olderman should be heard by each of you and pass on to all persons you can convince to listen to his analysis. I will listen to Countdown. I used to listen to Countdown a lot. Egberto, your buddy Hidalgo did a mini Ironman competition. She's strong. Okay. Uh, Egberto, not paying your debt off will bite you in the AWS. Okay. All right. Let me look, guys. I'm running out of time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go play the next one that I want because I want you to listen to this lady. It's going to go over by a minute or so, but that's okay. Let's get busy. Recently, I did a story where a Kingwood resident, Luisa Fernanda Montoya, her kids have been harassed in school. And finally, they came to her home, harassed her, broke glasses. I tried to run over her kids, come to the door and did all kinds of nasty things to this family because they had the gall at one point to fly the LGBTQ flag at their home, given that her trans son was getting all kinds of abuse in school. Well, she had a rally yesterday in Kingwood, Texas, very well attended rally. And she told a story. And the base of the story is, my son told me he was trans when he was two years old. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Share this, but um, my child told me he was trans when he was two years old. Mm-hmm. He was two years old, and of course, he didn't come and say I'm trans. I mean, you are two, you don't even know that word, right? And we were in Target, and I remember uh, I wanted to buy a tutu, right? And I was, I was like, I want to go to the dressing room because when you have a color, you don't know anything is a big deal, right? And I remember at that time I said, just come here, just try this tutu on. So we can, I just buy it. And at that time I remember this little two-year-old told me, I'm a boy. And you took off the tutu. I cannot imagine what it is for you to be two and just know that you shouldn't be wearing a tutu because you are a boy. And I remember at that time, I knew, I knew what he was saying. But I was so scared of what was coming. And I was not in denial because I knew what was happening at that moment. But I thought, I said, if I don't say anything, he may be just going to grow up and say, oh, you know, I didn't know. Maybe I was confused, right? So I told myself, you're not going to say anything, but you're going to keep an eye. 
have a lack of empathy why would something be a choice that in today's judgmental society causes so much harm why would something be a choice if doing so risks one's life recently i came across a message of a dear friend of mine uh, cody pogue that says it best Let's listen to that and then we move on. So I made a video the other day saying that as Christians, our duty isn't to tell gay people and transgender people that they're living in sin and call out sin and embarrass them and all that sort of thing. And let me tell you, I got a lot of hate. People are like, um, he's leading people down the wrong path. He's on the way to hell. He's a false prophet. 
And look, I've never claimed to be a prophet. Uh, I'm just some dude on the Internet. But, um, you know, uh, I think it's pretty simple. Jesus said the greatest commandments are to love God and love thy neighbor. If we could just follow that plain, simple rule, I think we could create such a better world. And Jesus said all of the law is fulfilled in that. I like the way Garth Brooks put it. It's about people loving people. That's the enemy of everything that's evil. Let's just love others. Treat people like family. To Luisa Fernanda Montoya and her son. They're brave for what they've done. They're brave for making an issue out of it. And they're strong for not just sitting back and taking it, but bringing awareness. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's not more. Uh, again, this 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 is where it comes in, and I I'm going over by about thirty, about a minute or so, and you know, this is the one time that I understood what she was saying. At two years old, this kid kept on saying, "The, the dresses are not for me." Uh, dresses are not to me. That's not who I am. But they couldn't explain it. They didn't want. They wanted to do all male things. And when uh, the, crying and screaming to the parent at the age of I think nine is what I, I, I had been told comes into the office and they came with a Plato story. You know how God takes the Plato and make people. I think he just uh, gave. He just put the wrong part on me or something like that. The kid said. <laughs> Again, completely out of the blue. Uh, completely out of the blue. I think it is so important for us to not just get stuck into what we thought, what we believe, how we were programmed. Uh, you know, and as, as Luisa has said, you look in the, in the animal world kingdom, this is just reality of genders. And I wish more of us would, instead of just knocking it as being... Uh, sick as I would in the old days 30 years ago that's what I would do myself as well I wish I wish more people would take this stuff seriously it would it would stop a whole lot of mental problems etc that people are going through it is not abuse the kid brought it up the kid knew and like Paul said usually it's about seven to eight when you know that's when I knew and it's funny this kid knew at 10 the parents completely lit ignored the thing and tried to let it go away and try to let it go away uh, Yvette Avery Harrod says, you can move your comment right along, Daniel. I didn't realize I was a lesbian, but when I reflect back on certain things, I realized that I was a lesbian and just didn't understand what I was feeling at that time. Yvette, and you know, uh, I, I thank you for, I mean, that is such an important statement, Yvette, because I have several friends now that's been married and are divorced now after living in what they've told me after living a lie. Egberto is also guilty of facilitating lies that result in lost lives. Shame on you, Egberto. Okay. I don't know what that would be, Daniel, but, you know, I'm sure you'll in invent some reason for that. But anyhow, so that's what I really wanted to get out there, folks. My name is Egberto Willis. Uh, uh, just, just quick stuff, guys. Please support the show by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. I'm going to put that in here right now. And then I got to go. Thank you so kindly, everybody, for being here. Thank you so kindly for the conversation. Thank you so kindly for the support. Love you all. Got to go. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out.
We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.